All right, day 257. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is John. I'm Keith. I'm Beth. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, Luke chapter 17 mm. through 20. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think we've got to take notice of these 10 men healed. Yeah. We've got to get there where the in verse 11, uh, Jesus enters the village and the 10 men with leprosy meet him. They stood at a distance. They raised their voices. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And, and he heals them and says, go show yourselves to the priest. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, mm. came mm. back with a loud voice, giving glory to God, fell face down at Jesus' feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus says, this is, this is the priority of gratitude. Yeah, yeah. We're not 10 cleansed. Mm. Where are the nine? One of the things that I think we can't miss addressing is how often, because God is so gracious and he is the giver of good gifts, how often we really do receive. If we start taking notice, we receive so much, John and Keith, of what we ask. We really do. Paul said in in Colossians 4, 2, continue steadfastly in prayer, being being, uh, steadfast in it with thanksgiving. Just start looking around, be watchful in it and you'll see he's answering so much but our propensity is to just run for it god oh thanks god and i mean off we go Mm -hmm. instead of that place of worship that goes you are different than anything i've ever encountered i this is this is where i want my life to be at your feet beth and that's like worship what it does is you know when we thank god for the things that he's done uh, what that does is it leaves this like trail of breadcrumbs yes. for us. Yes. So like when our souls are so like faith starved, we can work our way back through that trail of breadcrumbs yes, we can. and be fooled and be re- reminded. God, yes. God cares. God loves us. He's yeah. always been there. He's Look done he's way done. more than we've asked. Yeah. Look what he's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so uh, fitting that it goes right into 18. Oh, I, these on. two scenes are so important. Are. We've yeah. got the parable of, of the persistent widow and then right after it, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. So we've got the woman who's just going to keep going and keep going and keep yes. going. And he says it from the beginning. And somebody needs this word. Now, he told them a parable on the need for them to pray and always and not give up. I mean, do not give up. Oh, that she right. just, by just staying after him, finally, he says, even if an, if an unjust judge would finally go, what is it? Give the woman right. what, what she, she wants. wants. Then how home. much more? Um, <laughs> Our, our father but i love this question here and and in every generation it becomes compelling um in verse 8 when he said i tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice nevertheless when the son of man comes will he find faith hey. on earth yeah. it's just huge yeah just huge next scene we got these two guys oh, yeah. told this parable to some who trusted in themselves um that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else mm-hmm. that two men went up to the temple one a pharisee the other a tax collector look how important this posturing of humility is right. pharisee standing up praying this about 
himself this wording. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, Mm -hmm. greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. This, when we talked a couple of sessions ago about what compels Christ and what repels him, man, we're looking at it right here. Because this is the kind of stuff Man, he is going to push back from this with both hands. And we've got Mm. the tax collector standing far off. He won't even raise his eyes to heaven, but he just keeps striking his chest saying, God, have mercy on me, a Mm. sinner. Mm. Jesus says, I tell you, this one went down to his house justified rather than the other because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Yes. So good because, Mm. oh, that's so good. So good. Just the fact that they're doing the exact same things, right? So they're they're both going to church. They're both praying. They both read the Bible, (laughs) right? right? And so they both probably went to membership classes. Like (laughs) they're doing the exact same things, but the only difference is where they place their righteousness. Mm. And there could be somebody Mm. in church their entire lives and hadn't placed their righteousness in Christ. It's in themselves. And I just love the fact that one of the things God wants to show us is, you know, we don't uh, just change behavior as Christians. It even changes the way we pray. Mm. Um, Our very private prayer life with God is different when you've encountered the real true living God. That is absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Rich young ruler. (laughs) Yeah. Comes to Jesus. And this is the crazy thing about this story. He, he has all this money, and it seems like he has everything except for contentment. Mm. And so he's asking Jesus, all right, what do I need to do? And Jesus tells him, all right, for you, this is what you, you need to do. Look at, look at this. Give it all away. Yeah. And okay. then come with me. And do you know what? He leaves, and he leaves with all of his possessions, but he leaves sad. Yes, downcast. And then... Jesus talks about it. So he, he talks about his death again. He talks about, or he, he, he gives a blind man sight. And then we run into a guy by the name of Zacchaeus. <laughs> I know. It's just the best, isn't it? Jesus knows his name, mm-hmm. calls him mm-hmm. by his name. Mm-hmm. Zacchaeus comes and we know the story and we can go into the details and all that. But I love what, what takes place at the end. Zacchaeus gives. He's like, all right, Lord. I know what to do. And he just gives away his money. Yes. And Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah, here's 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 what he does. Um, I was sitting in a uh education class. So if one of my doctoral seminars years ago, and my professor, Dr. Ken Coley, said this uh, uh about the classroom, he's like, All right, John, when somebody in a classroom does something good, there's two ways that you can reaffirm what they do Hmm. one boosts them up the other boosts them up and instructs the rest of the classroom so you could say Zacchaeus great job bro glad that you did that and he feels good or what you could say to the rest of the classes hey did y'all see what Zacchaeus did Hmm. that's good and now what he's done, right? So many folks will read this and be like, well, that's what he did and it's just for him. No, no, no. What he did can serve as a piece of oh, instruction yes. for all of us, right? This is putting our trust in Christ. True faith leads to tangible outcomes. Oh, it absolutely does. No, it has- 
It absolutely does. That impression has to find an expression. Come on. If it doesn't, it's because we really didn't understand what happened. When we do, when that, that the fullness of what Jesus has done for us, there is like, oh, who... Who can I bless? Right. What yeah. can I do? What what can I do with this? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I go back? There is that inclination even to want to go back to someone that in our selfishness we have wronged to go mm. back and say, listen, I, what, this is what I want to give. Right. This mm. is what I, I know you guys have done done what I've done from time to time, which is to have to tell someone, I, I need to do this. I need to right. say that I'm sorry. And when they're going like, no, you don't. No, I, do, I need to. I, do, right. I don't care if you feel like I need to or not. Right. I need you to sit there and let me, right. let me ask your forgiveness. Yeah. Let me do something yeah. that, I, that I could I do out of the overflow of the grace that has come to me. I yeah. just think this, this picture is absolutely gorgeous. And I think the two, which you've already made a point of, Keith and John, that the two go so well together because the rich young ruler is going away with all his possessions yeah. while Zacchaeus he really got it yeah. he really got it so he's just going like have this right. everybody yeah. take this mm. yeah I love the fact that you know Jesus says salvation has come to his house salvation mm. come has on. come to your house and he knew that <laughs> right. by the way Zacchaeus related to his possessions mm. and so part of like being saved changes how we relate to the things part of having Jesus Changes how we relate to the things that we have. Right. Yes. right. And we see that in the life of Zacchaeus. Yes. To where he's like, salvation has come to your house and you're a son of Abraham. Mm. Right. You're a son of Abraham because you display this faith in what you've done. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 20, chapter 20, you know, we see that Jesus is still getting some pushback <laughs> from these religious leaders yes. and it's building up to the climactic yes, <laughs> pushback. Yes. Of his death mm. as he's yeah heading towards the cross. And it's like, man, we just see that not only will, um, you know, the cost of following Jesus is you have to give up possessions and things like that, but there's going to be pushback along the way, right? Yeah. right? Especially uh, a disruption between people who think they know God <laughs> right. and, don't. and right. people right. who are really in the yeah, kingdom. I, I, I told a group of people here recently, I, I that I I have been trying so hard for the last several years to figure out what on earth is wrong here mm. because the Holy Spirit does His job. Where is conviction of sin? Mm. There, there's just there's nothing that can stop God from doing what God does. So yes. where is conviction of sin? Because that would be in the heart of believers. And I have truly come to a, a, a troubling conclusion that I wonder if if more people have accepted Christianity for mm. salvation than Christ. Right. Christianity mm-hmm. will not save you. Mm. Yeah. It is only Christ Jesus. Right. It is only Christ Jesus. So what we've done here, gentlemen, is we've entered the last week now. Yeah, so yeah. we are in the last week of, of Christ's yeah. uh, life uh, before his crucifixion and resurrection. Right. So we've got the triumphal entry right there in 19. And so as you said, man, it is now heating mm. up. Yeah. It is heating up. Up. And we begin to see all sorts of questions. We begin to see uh, the destruction of the temple predicted and the signs of the end of the age. And he's getting them ready. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you um, that we have a Savior who came to earth but didn't just come, but he actually died for us. 
God, I pray that uh, we would know what it means to follow him and let that radically uh, reorient how we deal with everything else in our lives. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.